are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War Report, Wednesday, Wednesday Night, night war, war Room, room. With, your host, with your host, C. Doe. It's your boy, C. The Walker. Well, I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! War Eagle again, everyone. War Eagle again. Happy Wednesday. Thanks again for tuning in to the latest Wednesday Night War Room. Shout out to our War Report family. Thank you guys for spending yet another Wednesday night with us, or at least part of your Wednesday night with us. And we need your help to grow our community. How can you do that? By sharing the video on social media. Please use hashtag get your weight up. That helps us out and helps out others looking for Auburn content leading up to the football season. How are y'all feeling, man? It's finally here. Week one is here. We're about three days away from the Brian Harson era starting off. Be will talk to me, man. How are you feeling on a Wednesday night, man? It hadn't hit me yet. It hadn't hit me yet. We've been talking about Auburn and what well, kind of sort of acting. We've been talking about us for eight months. We analyzed every move. It will feel like it on Saturday morning when I wake up and I turn on game day and I look and see all the crowds in Auburn. When I see those cars coming in that long line coming down College Street, then it'll be real. It, I feel like we're getting close, but it, it doesn't feel real yet. Game day, though, that that's when it's real. Talk to me, Mike G. What what are you? How are you feeling, man? About Ooh, about this? It's a long time coming. This is the longest off season in sports. We have analyzed Auburn up, down, left, right to China and back. We have gone over every stat. We've brought on every single guest. We have broken down the film. We've talked to former players. We've talked to, to current staff. It is time for football. I am ready to see the fruition of all this hard work these men have been putting in in the offseason. I hope it pays off on Saturdays and wins or at least improvement. So I'm ready to go. All right. Talk to yeah. me, man. Yeah, man. I'm ready to get to, get to it, bro. Um, you muted. Me admitted. Oh. Oh. It would help if I unmuted. Yeah, I was saying I'm just ready to get to it. I have to make sure I stay muted because my son is here doing everything he can to make as much noise as possible. So I'm trying not to be disruptive. But yeah, man, we're ready to get to it. Well, listen, the majority of you guys who have come on have not actually been through a regular season with us. So you're not familiar with how we tend to do previews leading up to the season. So what we're going to do, we actually do an SEC preview. Sometimes we'll venture out of the conference if it's a huge game that can have an impact on on the college football landscape, but we typically like to keep it within the conference and do our actual conference previews. So what we'll do is we'll just fly through this, give our ideas and opinions, uh, prediction in terms of the outcome, but we'll give our general thoughts. This is how we used to have our usual banter. We usually talk about teams, make fun of teams, say what it's talk trash, whatever. This is this is this is us in our in our venture itself. So let's get into it. First game, we're going to go from least interesting to the most interesting game. Of course, we have a separate segment where we'll talk about Akron and Auburn separately. But we're going to talk, starting out, 
East Tennessee State University versus Vanderbilt, a directional Tennessee school versus Vandy. <laughs> directional? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Let's, yeah. let's just call it what it is. Um, kind of a snooze fest, but how, how, how are we feeling about this? I, I'll start with you, Ike. Uh, yeah, I have no interest in this game whatsoever, Vandy. <laughs> that, that brings us I, to B. Yeah. <laughs> Man, usually I don't even care about these games, but I haven't looked at East Tennessee State <laughs> at all because if they are like decent, they might beat Vandy. So, I mean, this could be dicey. But um, I'm going to feel real bad if an SEC school lose to East Tennessee State. Man, I'm sorry. Vanderbilt. No disrespect to East. I don't care. It's still an SEC school, man. If Not really. Listen, and I if doubt they, they have an opportunity to compete at all in our conference, they better not lose this game. But they don't have an opportunity to compete. I said compete. All. I didn't say win. No, I don't think they have an opportunity to compete. Yeah, okay. I'm going to interrupt all this. Listen, Vandy, I hope this is their one win of the first one half of, of the season. Yeah, one right. Of, yeah, one, uh, of, one of two wins uh, they uh, this, is gonna be, sure. this is going to be one of those things where it's like, ah, all right, Vandy. Let's see how right, let's see how right, bad they're yeah, gonna be. Let's, uh, I mean, I'm this, gonna say the words Vandy, but I, I don't. I'm not saying it with any conviction. I'm just gonna yeah, say Vandy. Vandy. All right, uh, Vandy better win this game. Better moving win. on. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. All right, moving on to another interesting game that we've been talking about and looking forward to: Eastern Illinois versus South Carolina. Another new coach begins his start in the SEC. I'm going you I'm going South Carolina. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to my eyes are going to be on this one because number 1 we got to play them and they beat us last year. Mm-hmm. Um now they did fire their coach, but I am going to be watching to see what they look like to open the season. I mean, they essentially went through what we went through, right? Fired your coach last year. And now a new guy has come in and he's going to try to do some different things. So uh, I'm actually going to pay attention to this one to just see if they look competent. They look like they've taken to the new system. I mean, we're going to see, you know, some of this in the, in the new season. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm picking South Carolina. The only reason this game even became interesting is the fact that their grad assistant is playing quarterback for them. Outside yeah, that's of that. Been, that's been the headline. That's been yeah. definitely the headline this week for them. Yeah, for sure. Outside of that, there's no way Eastern Illinois should even compete in this game. South Carolina. Facts. Still don't care, B? No. Not at all. (laughs) Fair enough. I don't care that they beat them beating us was an embarrassment for us. That's not a boon for them. They are still terrible. It's not a boon. I just want to see them fail more often than I want to see them succeed. But in this case, I am picking them to win. Right. So they got to win something. So, yeah. I'm picking South Carolina. Okay. Okay, All right. We all are. All right. Well, let's move on then. (laughs) <laughs> Rice versus Arkansas. Mm. Talk to me. Talk to me, Mike. Ah, this is another one, right? I'm telling you, these games are super interesting because, you know, number one, we got to play a lot of the teams that we're talking about uh, here in this first segment. But I'm going to be watching Arkansas to see how they're taking to what they're trying to do over there. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking I'm taking Arkansas on this one and they should win it pretty easily. But you know how they win it. Is what I'm going to be looking at. So definitely Arkansas. I got Arkansas on this one. Be well. Yes, same. I got Arkansas, and I want to watch this game specifically because I want to see improvement. 
I want to see them maintain some quality play at quarterback, which I get it. Felipe Franks wasn't, you know, Mac Jones, but he was better than I thought. Because he was bad at Florida, he came here and he got better. I'm going to take that to mean there is a quality offensive coaching staff there. And actually, it's Kendall Bryles. Right. So I do think they'll continue their quality play. And I want to see them dominate to know how I'm going to ride them for the, next, the rest of the season. So, yeah, I'm taking Arkansas. Is it too premature to ask this question, B? Did they need to tune in for a special... Uh... This, this is where you need to pub your, what you got coming up, sir? Yeah, Ben with B. Will will be out there on YouTube. When are we going to drop that? We'll probably drop that Friday morning. No, Friday afternoon. Excuse me, Friday afternoon. We're going to have all the games. Everything's going to be ready for you. Just tune in. If you're an insider, you're going to get the entire conference's picks. If you're not an insider, we'll still give you a little snippet of what I'm thinking. But hey, by all means, y'all make y'all own picks. I'm going to give you the info and what I think, and we want y'all to join in and tell us what you think as well. So Friday afternoon, be looking for that. Ike, what you got for this game, man? Arkansas, yeah. Only thing, only reason this is even interesting is there are people who feel as if Arkansas can actually compete this year in the SEC, and I want to see how that offense comes out and plays. Um, I, I have the, the Arkansas defense actually has been playing better over the last couple of years, right? So I think that, you know, if they can continue stellar defensive play, and they have an offense that feels adept. Remember, they are having a new quarterback start this year, right? right. Um, but if they turn Felipe Franks into a serviceable quarterback, there's no telling what they'll be able to do with a new guy who um, is more handpicked by the coach. So we'll see. I will I will go with Arky for the win. Mm. I'm going Arky here as well. I am interested to see if their passing offense does take another step or, or takes a step back with Felipe Franks gone. So... We'll definitely keep our eyes out on Arkey. The next game up is La Monroe at Kentucky. I, <laughs> you look and, real interested in this game. I mean, Talk the betting you. lines aside, I still have Kentucky. I just don't know. Like, I have zero confidence that Kentucky can score points right now, right? Like, they just seem to be Agreed. a mess offensively. I don't actually know what their offensive game plan is going to be. They have a new offensive coordinator. They, you know, quarterback situation, no clue what's going on there. Um, you know, we definitely know that they're not going to be running something that is uh, built for a very large dual threat quarterback because they just got rid of one or one just left the school there. So clearly whatever they're doing offensively will not be fitting Joey Gatewood's uh, style of play. So I am interested to see how they're going to perform offensively. Um, they had a bunch of talent leave off of their offensive line. So I just I don't even know what Kentucky's going to look like this year. Um, Louisiana Monroe has been a spoiler before for SEC schools. I just don't think it's going to happen this Saturday. Kentucky. He will. Yeah, same, man. Kentucky. L.A. Monroe was one of the five worst teams in college football last year. They got Bowden and actually Rich Rod is is the O.C. down there. But well, that doesn't matter. He, he don't have backwards. Don't have talent, yeah. So Rich Rod has actually what, been. What has Rich Rodriguez been doing the last couple of years? Hustling uh, backwards. He got fired from Arizona for like some right. scandal, right? Yeah, uh, he's. Yeah. That's been a while since he was at Arizona. He so has like, gotten what? a worse job every job he's gotten ever since he didn't get the job at Alabama. It's going he's just been everywhere. going down. He's been going downhill. <laughs> he yeah, faked it for a couple years in Michigan, and then everybody, yeah. So. Yeah, there, there's nothing to be worried about here. Kentucky, I'm yeah. with, I I don't know who they are and what they're going to do, but L.A. Monroe ain't yeah. got nothing for them. So, yeah, Kentucky. I would, it, but we'll, we'll talk about that on betting with B-Wheel. I'm about to say the points, though. I don't have no clue. 31 yeah, is a different lot. That's yeah, a lot. Anyway. Mike? Yeah, I'm going Kentucky. Kentucky is one of those teams that uh, every once in a while, 
everybody wants them to be good. They get a little hype. They'll be ranked at some point in the season, kind of climbing the rankings. It was either last season or season before last. They actually got like halfway up the top 25 before they started falling like a rock. It was so, not last season because no, we yeah, them game one. Yeah, I think it was. I was thinking it was the season before. Um, they it were, was three they were seasons ago. I say it was yeah. either two or three seasons ago. Yeah, that yeah. Every once in a while, it happens. Uh, People showing but, them love now in preseason. So yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, Gatewood transferred out, so I'll be interested to see if the guy that they did pick does well. Um, again, just eyes on this one. Uh, they're sneak. They're sneaky and could pull up a big upset in conference every once in a while. So, uh, but I got Kentucky. Thirty-one is a lot. That is a lot for Kentucky. I have to agree with you there. Uh, I am going to score 31 points last year at any point. Like, I just don't, I just don't know where this is from. But anyway, I mean, they was all SEC, but still, anyway. But LA Monroe is really bad. Really bad. That's part of this. Kentucky's pretty bad too, but all right. We'll see. Another first year coach gets his start this Saturday. Up at Rocky Top, Bowling Green comes to Tennessee. What are we thinking, Mike G? My, a plus 35. Wow, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Bowling Green on this one. <laughs> to win the game? You're going to pick the upset against Tennessee? Wait, to, wait, 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 wait. You're picking them to do what? You're picking them to do what, exactly? <laughs> Cover? Pick, yeah, I would pick them to cover. I mean, I'm okay. Just, okay. <laughs> Okay, you gotta be. I gotta. I just Tennessee is a whole mess, Wait, man. Is Shankopotamus right? in the um in the comments before I say what I have to say? Uh, oh, I, I think I saw him, him. I think I saw him. Okay, because yeah. Bowling Green is awful, and we have their ex quarterback. So I'm picking Tennessee. But you yeah. could say that we they are awful because we took their quarterback. No, he was he bad. He was then. so important to what no, he they was, he was did. Bad. He was bad. He was bad when he played for them too. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Listen, Tennessee, but whatever here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they just went out and laid an egg. Uh, they went out and they got who they got Hypo, right? Out of UCF. Right, yeah. So, um, you know, he brings in competent offensive coaching, but, you know, they had a mass exodus of players. And I'm just wondering what year one's going to look like for them. So, again, this is one of these compelling first week stories, even though it's not a sexy matchup. We're going to be watching to see how another. First year SEC head coach is going to do in his debut. And I'm curious to see what their receivers look like um, because there's a certain <laughs> oh, <yeah>. person. <laughs> uh, there's a certain person coaching receivers there now. So, yeah. Hey, listen, we yeah, heard that he guy worked for, worked for a guy. guy. Worked for a guy. So now we're going we, But we get to see what he's going to do. Yeah, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying nothing. I'm waiting to see. Uh, I B, y'all got anything different here, or is it pretty much Tennessee all the way? We don't have to, we don't have to belabor this because I, I got mean, Tennessee. They as lost well. a ton of talent, but I again, I just don't want to see an SEC school lose to a team like Bowling Green. So I have to pick Tennessee just off the strength of the conference. Tennessee's yeah, not gonna lose, man. They're not gonna lose. They still. I don't have, think they. I don't think they cover, but I think they win. Yeah, eh, I'm so so, but they're not gonna lose. So Tennessee. Now for a beatdown of epic proportions, uh, Kent State goes to Texas A and M. Yeah, A and M. I'm, I'm, I'm just again. I'm just watching to see how they're doing Uh-oh. with new quarterback, all new, all new offensive line. Right? Is and Woody Bear is Woody Barrett still at Kent State? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but mm. yeah, this will be interesting to see. I mean, they're, they're number six in the preseason. Uh, so. Yeah. 
you know, despite the fact that I think they're going to they're win, I'm just wondering how they're going to look with all that they have to replace. But, you know, Texas A&M here. I, yeah, I got Texas A&M winning this game. Um, Texas A&M's defense is too good. Uh, they're too good. I just don't think Kent, Kent State, despite having a potent offense last year, I just don't think that they can keep up uh, with the defense that Texas A&M is going to put on the field. So it's Texas A&M. You agree, B, or you got different thoughts on here? I know, I know how you feel about Jimothy. So what? What? I mean, listen, he is not an absolute fraud. You know, what I'm saying he can beat teams when he has more talent, and he definitely has more talent. Now, Kent State scored the most points in FBS last year, but. A&M's defense is pretty much intact. I think they got nine starters Ooh. back, and the other two are the other two people who aren't back are people who had already gotten snapped. So nothing to worry about here. They'll win. I got A&M as well. Let's move on. La Tech versus Mississippi State. I yeah, I still have to go Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. La Tech. They've been you know again one of those teams that tends to play spoiler every now and then, but I just don't think it happens this Saturday. Mississippi State. Yeah. Be will, yeah. Mississippi State will win. Yeah, Mississippi State. But I got a question: um, Is this year two or three of the Mike Leach two two? This two. Is year two, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, Mister Throw it sixty times a game. I just want to see what that offense is going to look like because this is another team we got to face off against later in the season. So it's just weird seeing Mississippi State being that team. But anyway, yeah, moving on. Right. it is definitely different. Yeah. Man, hold on. We we talked about Texas A and M. Be will you didn't talk about your man Jimothy getting his uh his his uh raids. You didn't want to talk about. Man, why? Well, what's the point? They're gonna keep paying him. <laughs> I'm gonna say he didn't deserve it. They're gonna pay him. He gonna win mm-hmm. double digit wins next year, and they're gonna pay him. He gonna lose, you know, five games two years after that, but they're gonna pay him. It don't matter, man. They so desperate to be decent that they had to get the guy who had. <laughs> was co- closest to a quality coach that they could. Jimothy fits the bill for them. Whatever. I'm glad they happy. <laughs> Central Michigan at Missouri. What you got, my G? Uh, again, doesn't look sexy on paper. Uh, I got Missouri in this one. I think they cover as well, too. Uh, quarterback play has been solid at Missouri over the last uh, few years. But defense uh, has been trash. Terrible. Awful. Yeah. Uh, but they'll have enough offense to win this game, Missouri, and, and they cover. I. Yeah, I'm going to go Missouri as well. Uh, Central Michigan, you know, they they were good a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think they still have any of that magic left on that roster to come out here and pull off this uh, win just because, as Mike said, that offense in Missouri has been – Connor Basilak was out there lighting people up last year, and I don't think that that stops. So, Missouri. He? I am so close picking it up, Seth. Okay. They returned 21 starters. Between both sides of the ball. Central Michigan? Central Michigan does. And, okay. not that this is necessarily a huge plus, Jim McElwain's their coach. Now, that doesn't mean that they're a great team. What it does mean is this is year three for him. At Colorado State, they were 4-8 and eight the first year. And the third year, they were 10-2. and two. When he first got this job, they were actually... They won that conference that year, or their division. Improvement is... I don't take 2020 with, with too much weight. I'm close. Because I don't think Missouri is that good. I think their coach just talks real big, and everybody's kind of buying it. But I like I'm gonna say Missouri. Wicks, so I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Missouri. But I like Drinkwitz too. But yeah. yeah, okay. But I, you know, I also don't think that lowly of Jimbo. But we see how you feel about him too. So, <laughs> uh, my G, did you, did you already yeah, go? Yeah, Missouri. Okay. Yeah, Missouri. 
I, I think we're all in agreement in Missouri here. Let's go down to the swamp of Florida, FAU. I got Florida. Any, 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 any yeah, different feelings here? What, what you got? I got Florida. I just want to say through these first few games, it just highlights if you didn't change a coach, we got brand new starting quarterbacks all over the league. I mean, yeah. there are some different things happening in the SEC. This is not 2020's SEC. So Emory Jones, all eyes on him. I thought he performed well. And in the little t- time that he got called to action uh, when Trask was out. So, yeah, Florida, they cover. Um, uh, I-, I believe in what Dan Mullen's doing on offense uh, down there. He's-, he's clearly a competent offensive coach. Agreed. I- yeah, Florida's going to win this game. Um, not They, they didn't. I, what we know what's the only thing that's interesting for me about this game, not that FAU is going to be some potent running team. I do want to see what Florida's defense is going to look like because they were awful defensively last year and they did not look to get very much better. If their upgrades, no disrespect to Tyrone Truesdale, was Truesdale plugging their interior defensive line and a uh, Newkirk, then and I, I saw what they did last year defensively on the line, and then I'm not buying them as a great defensive team yet. But I don't think FAU is the team to challenge that. But I'm st- so I'm going to pick Florida to win. But I am interested to see how that defense performs. Do they cover? Oh, that's a good question. I think so. I think they can put up enough points to cover. Um, I don't. Th- that's me having limited knowledge of what FAU can do offensively. Like I haven't paid attention to them since Lane Kiffin left. So, Mike G, Florida. Yeah, I pick Florida. Florida. Yeah. B, Will you ain't got to talk. You ain't got to tell if they cover or not. We, that's that's for later. But who you got winning? Florida gonna win. But I'm like, all right, I want to see somebody who can run the ball. Run the ball against them because, uh, yeah, we want, I want to see what that D line looked like. I'm going to see what the I'm going to see if, if if Emory Jones becomes that guy yeah. uh, this year yeah. for Florida as well. Yeah. So I'm keeping an eye on them as well. So Louisville versus Ole Miss. Louisville struggled last year, so but they still have this as a pretty tight game. I'm going Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss covers this game as well. But yeah. B, I, what do you? Well, go ahead, Mike. Mine is, I mean, this is a little tight. I'm, I'm shocked at this tight. line, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, the, uh, this is in reverse here. I, I, I really think for what is supposed to be the best returning starting quarterback in the league, you know, by a lot of pe- me- people's measure, uh, I'm surprised <laughs> at this line here. I go Ole Miss. Um, yeah, I go Ole Miss. I think, they, I think they cover, but it might be interesting going into the third quarter. Yeah, I just don't know where the confidence in Louisville is coming from. They weren't that great last year. No. Um, Ole Miss's offense was amazing last year. And then another they get the year coach, in that system. Didn't they get the coach from App State or something a couple of years back or something like that? He came from some lower tier school where he was successful, mm. but I, laid I a huge egg. I just don't know where that comes from. So, I, yeah, Ole Miss. B? Ole Miss. Same reason. Ole Miss. Let's move on. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Build the Report, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. LSU. Mm. LSU goes on the road against UCLA. How are we feeling about this? Is a this is tight. They got is this, this is a this tight still, one. Still, what you call it? Play, um, coaching at UCLA. Um, Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Chip Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chip Kelly. 
Um, I dislike him strongly. So, um, <laughs> I mean, this is tight, right? I'm going LSU here, but this is a vote for Max Johnson. And the now sophomore receiver they got out there, I think his last name is Boutte or, or Booty. He went for 300 yards in an SEC game last year as a freshman. And it was an impressive 300 yards. He was burning people deep, short. Max, him and Max Johnson had something real special going on last year. Um, so this could be a very dynamic c- connection this year. Uh, LSU seems to be doing really well producing receivers over the last few years. So, like, I, I, I'm going LSU here, but I, I actually, I like, I like LSU by ten in this one. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I think, been, I think Max Johnson did well last year. You talk about Max Johnson, but that uh, this kid they brought in, I've been hearing he's been lighting it up in fall camp. So. We could see him play a little bit as well. Who knows? Probably maybe not in this game, but I think LSU does win this game. But B, what you think? UCLA. Okay, there we go. Oh, UCLA. Right. There so we go. Here's the thing. LSU's Mike has often told us, especially on By the Numbers, about how LSU's For the offensive— Excuse me, I'm sorry. Man, that's what we were going to call it first. Anyway, that's what I said. Um, LSU's offensive line was not really that great, and Joe Burrow had to play under pressure during the championship season. LSU's mm-hmm. offensive line has honestly not been good for years now. They just got Arkansas's offensive line coach from head pit from uh Pittman. Pittman. Who is an offensive line coach. So you figure that's gotta be an upgrade. They don't really have the personnel. You remember they lost their left tackle and he went to Kentucky? He had some issues as well, like whatever. I don't know that that's fixed. They now have a new offensive coordinator. See, they the past game coordinator, Joe Brady, left last year. He was on last mm-hmm. year. Now they actually have a new offensive coordinator, and it's not the same system anymore. So that's a reset. They got a new defensive coordinator. That's a reset. The defense wasn't good in the first place, so maybe that's better because Bo Pelini. So mm-hmm. we got a lot of turnover. They've been traveling all week because they can't be at home in Baton Rouge, and they're still going, what, 12 hours over to Los Angeles and UCLA already got their warm-up game out of the way. Don't we always hear the most improvement is from week one to week two? Yeah. The recipe is that I'm not saying they can't put up LSU can't put up numbers. UCLA's quarterback is not that good. He's overhyped and they're giving him too much credit just because it's Chip Kelly's system. All right. I will grant you that, but I think they can run the ball. And until they show me otherwise, I don't believe LSU can stop that run. So mm-hmm. I'm giving them a chance at home. This is the most wrong you'll be all year. That's okay, all I cool. got to say about it. Let's move on. <laughs> you know what? No, <laughs> no, no. I challenge you. I will be more wrong. I promise. <laughs> I will be so, more wrong than this. Uh, but I'm not yeah, going to be right. afraid well, to make likely, it. Likely. Likely. Yeah. Uh, LSU. I, yeah, here. Yeah, right, I'm going to pick got? LSU to get the W on this one as well. Uh, I just think that their offense is going to be good enough to be able to keep up. I'm not convinced that their defense yet, but... I still have um, strong feelings about LSU putting up points. So, yeah. Let's go to Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A. Kickoff classic. Alabama and Miami. What we thinking, Mike? Uh, What what you thinking, my guy? Man, listen. 19 and a half for a first-year starter in the SEC. Uh, The story here is Bryce Young, right? He is... The next in what has been a long line of Alabama QBs who have gone on to the next level. So um, my eyes are going to be here. Yeah, I don't think we're doubting what type of talent they have. Uh, 
but they do did replace their offensive coordinator. It's Bill O'Brien now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to see how he fills Sarkeesian's shoes. I don't think this will. This game is not going to be about talent. It's going to be about play calling. And uh, on Alabama's side, and, and so I'm just interested to see how he adapts that system to what is a lot of talent there. Uh, I like Alabama. I don't know about 19 and a half, though. I don't know about 19 and a half. I don't know if they cover. Uh, I'm going to be super interested to see how Bryce Young performs in his first one. Um, Miami's mm-hmm. defense was very suspect last year. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. would give up leads. That was the biggest thing for Miami. Is like Miami would jump out on teams and their defense would relax and let teams come back. Um, so if they get up early, can Bryce Young pull that team up and allow them to... Because Rhett Lashley knows how to put up points, man. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, he's been out there making putting putting up points, right? So uh, I still have. I'm gonna pick Bama. I don't know if they cover though. So I, I've got Bama winning the game though. Right. I like Bama. I think Miami. Uh, they're missing some pieces on defense. They're not gonna be. What was it like three years ago where they were getting hella turnovers and they had the chain had turnover chain? Yeah. 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 This ain't that. Uh, it, it wasn't it last <laughs> year. <laughs> it's not that this year. But. Okay, so we know Bama lost a lot on offense, right? But wide receivers, they actually had plenty. They got Michi back. They actually had a wide receiver transferring from Ohio State, who stacked. The talented wide receiver won't be there. We know Bryce Young is young, and he's inexperienced, and I don't think Bill O'Brien is as good a play caller as Sark is, but I think their defense is actually going to be better instead of just hanging on to the offense like it did last year. And because De'Eric King actually did not play in the spring because he tore his ACL in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. He's played in fall, but he is not running around dodging guys and playing that full. Not that they won't try to run him like that. They named him the starter, but he had not gone full go until very late in camp. So I don't think you can go out there halfway with Bama, man. I, Bama's going to win. You ain't going to scare them if you can't run it. You almost got to run it to beat them if their defense is good. So I don't I don't think Miami's going to win this game. I got Bama winning as well, but they do not cover. So mm. let's get to the primetime game here. Georgia, Ooh. Clemson, talk to me. Ike, what you got, bro? Yeah, so I don't believe in Georgia's offense. I'm going to pick Clemson to win this game. Um, J- what, what's his name? Uh, JT Daniels. He's going to have to yeah, prove JT it to Daniels. me. He's going to have to prove it to me this game. Um, I don't see it happening. Um, DJ Uangalale. I think I got mm-hmm. it right. Is, good, job. Uh, good job. He, he good looked job. good when he came in for Trevor Lawrence last year. Um, Georgia's defense was, I think, a little overhyped. We made them look better than what they actually were for the remainder of that season. I don't know that they got particularly better. So I got Clemson winning the game. I I mean, Mike, talk to me. Yeah, I'm going with Clemson on this one. Uh, this is I believe in Georgia's defense. I just don't know if they have enough offense I don't know if they're going to produce enough offense against Clemson's defense to win this game. Uh, I'm with I'm with like on this one. Uh, JT Daniels is going to have to show it to me. And, you know, by all accounts, he was he was like tier two or tier one. Some people's list of returning quarterbacks. I don't see it. So I'm going with Clemson on this one. B? Same. You got to show me first. Tell me you got to trust somebody with offense and Georgia's in the conversation. No, 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 no. Clemson. Clemson will win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta show me. Here, here's he, another he, thing: no longer there, Doctor Doom. He 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 uh, went to the NFL. Um, here's deal. another thing: we need to keep though. we need to keep mind of. Georgia has sustained a lot of injuries in fall camp. 
uh, some to their wide receiving core, which they will need for this game. And who, if if you're hyping up JT, who is he throwing to for real? Right. So that's a problem there. I like Clemson. If they can play east or west, because they got some questions along their line, I like Clemson there. So let's get back to it, guys. Now for what everyone has been waiting on, we are going to talk about our game. Akron comes to Auburn. This will be the second time these two teams face off. Of course, the first meeting was back in 1988 when we blanked them 42 to nothing. And Akron, a little information about them, went one and five last year, finishing last in the East Division of the MAC Conference. Few things to mention about them. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, one thing that's interesting to note. One of our guys who will be relying on on offense played there at Akron. Brandon Council transferred from Akron a few years back. So a little interesting note there with the relationships between the two teams. But one of the biggest stories this year or this week, I should say, came uh, with the depth chart being released. So, guys, let's, let's talk about the depth chart and we can use that to talk about strengths on weaknesses regarding both teams. So let's look at the offensive side first. So we talked about the depth chart, and some of you guys were in the comments asking us what we thought about the depth chart, where we're about to give you our thoughts about this. We The biggest surprise is Shedrick Jackson, of course, starting at wide receiver. My man. Shedrick <laughs> Jackson. Wow. Uh, Javaris Johnson is is another starter at wide receiver. Robertson, who we've been hearing nothing but good things about in fall camp. Of course, Nix is the starting quarterback. Bigsby, no shocker there. Shaker is the starting tight end. Right tackle is Ham. Right guard is KJ Jones. Brahms is the center. Council, as I mentioned before, is the left guard. And Troxel is your left tackle. Our thoughts about your thoughts about this, Mike G, with the offense and the depth chart. I know we we talked a little bit earlier, uh, released the day on Blackerby's podcast. You guys should check him out on Locked On Auburn. But kind of give your thoughts about the offensive side of this depth chart and surprises, positive or negative. What what are your thoughts? Well, uh, quarterback and running back, no surprises there. Uh, Shedrick Jackson is a head scratcher for me, particularly over the guys that he's starting over. So that's got to be about scheme and assignment, I would assume, because it certainly isn't about talent, if you ask me. I, I know that he does look faster and quicker, you know, in some respects, but just there's just a long history there of uh, untimely drops. I hope what, you know, I'm going to trust the coaches here. If they're putting it out there, they, they this has got to be about him being dependable. Other than that, along the offensive line, you know, I'm going to be watching here. Uh, Nick Brahms, is at the center of this. And then at left tackle, right, um, Troxel, uh, the guy b- guarding Bo Nix's blindside is going to be super important to keeping him in the pocket, especially if said quarterback is still feeling pressure that may, may or may not be there. So I'm going to be watching that, that left side of the line there to see you know how they're doing. They tried a lot of very different combinations along the offensive line. And, and, you know, just to be honest, we're in my, in my opinion, we're not very deep. So uh, if one guy, if, if Brandon Council goes down, is it Jackson up? Or are we doing uh, 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 the Cupid shuffle, trying to figure out what combination of guys work? 
Uh, so that's what I'm going to be watching here. They should be able to physically dominate Akron's defensive line, but I mean, we're not going to get beat because of athleticism. We're, you know, uh, here, not on, along the line. If they, it's going to be about assignments, busts, and understanding what to do and, and how they gelled, you know, what kind of cohesion they have as a unit. So um, I'm looking at this, man, and I'm just, I'm looking at that offensive line and hoping that they made some kind of miracle jump this offseason into game one. And if it's not all the way together game one, they've got a couple games to try to pull it together, I think. Uh, but I just, I just want to see some competency there. What are your thoughts, man, with the with the depth chart? I'm I'm, I'm with Mike. I, I was confused by Shedrick because he has had drops. He's had drops since he's been here. He's had drops in scrimmages in camp. So it's not like he just had a lights out fall and that's what got the confidence from the coaches. Like, no, he's he's had drops in camp. So this has to be about run blocking. It has to be. Yeah. And that tells me that coming out the gate, they're gonna they're gonna pound the rock. That that's what this is. They're gonna set the tone. They want to bully people. They want to push them out out the way down the field. They'll probably just go up and down, up and down, ball control. And I think they do some of that with this lineup. That's what this lineup tells me. Um, because they don't have what seemed to be the most dynamic um, tight end out there. Like that, that's another thing. Like Schenker, like I get it. He's old. He's dependable. Shedrick, he's older. He's dependable run blocking. Right. Well, I mean, but that's in our heads. I think we expected something different. We expected. I want the the best passing tight end out there. I wanted two of them out there, and we may still see that. You know, we're just going by the depth chart. But I, I'm a little confused by that, by Shedrick and by Shanker being first. But I understand why that's the case. So, other than that, nothing too surprising. We all knew Bo was going to start. That's not surprising. The offensive line, and this, this is something I didn't really notice until I saw the actual depth chart with their classification by it. Like seven of our ten offensive linemen are seniors. Yeah. We're gonna have yeah. enough. Like going next year, we got three offensive linemen. If nobody wants to take that extra COVID year, yep. like the cupboard yeah. is bare, and that doesn't have any bearing on this game. But man, they got to get somebody else in. But yeah, I'll my life. War Report family, it's your boy B Will. We want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday Night War Room in podcast form. Now, we've got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up. Business at thewarreport.com. That's business at thewarreport.com. And to continue to fuel our growth, please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on. That's all I got for now. So not gonna hold you up. Let's get back to it. Ike, your thoughts on anything stand out to you on this depth chart? We talked about it a few weeks back, but anything stick stand out to you? Um, I mean, I think there's a a little bit too much ado about nothing with the Shed Jackson thing, just because, you know, that doesn't mean everybody else isn't going to get quality reps out there. You know, we could go four wide at any given time. I think they're going to be rotating guys in and out. You know, if he worked the hardest in the spring, let him go out there and, and, and get his due. This is his last year that he'll probably be playing football at Auburn. Um, and so... I don't. I don't think he has that additional year of eligibility that he could come back. Uh, but if he, even if he does, I, I, I don't know. But you know, hey, listen, I, I want the. I want him to go out there and succeed. Forget everything I've said about him prior to this year. It's a brand new year. Forget. What I, I want to see him. 
No, I'm saying, listen, it's a, it's a new year. I want to see him go out and succeed this year. Until I see him repeat the same mistakes, then I want to have him go out there and do a really great job. Mm. Um, outside of that, um, I don't think anything else on this is surprising to me. This is about where I wanted or I expected um, starters should be along the offensive line. <clears throat> Quarterback, no surprise. Running back, no surprise. Tight end, a little surprising. But, you know, I, you know, when we talked about this previously, uh, Shanker is kind of that utility tight end that can do a little bit of everything. So I think what this indicates to me is something that uh, both Mike and B. Will have already hinted on. We're going to be running the ball. And so our offense is going to be tailored towards being able to be strong up front, run the ball down people's throats. We're going to play from under center. We're going to do a lot of play action. And so you want the guys out there, you know, let's, let's be clear. I don't think that Elisha Canyon's a great run blocker. So he, he, maybe he can't get more reps. And, and that's really what's kept Shedrick Jackson in the starting lineup for years. It's just his ability to be physical and, and run block. So you, he doesn't come off of the field. Um, you know, it's, it's a, an encouraging sign to see Robertson come in and immediately say, all right, cool. I can do all of this stuff too. He's been at Georgia. So of course he's had to run block a lot because they can't throw the ball. Right. Kobe Hudson, though he's a physical receiver, you know, he's just in a position where there's a guy who's a little bit more adept at doing the things that he does at that position um, in front of him. So I think the offense is basically telling you, or the starting lineup is telling you, we intend to come out and run. And we're going to do that. And hopefully we can balance that out effectively with enough of a pass game to make it look interesting offensively and not be, I I don't want to come to the halftime show upset. (laughs) It's all I'm saying. Oh, I don't want to go to the halftime show upset. Let me give y'all some numbers. Let me give y'all some numbers. Since we talked about the depth chart, we kind of given our thoughts about the offensive side of the ball. Last year, just talking about Akron's defense, hmm. they ranked 120. They ranked in the bottom of the FBS, uh, FBS in several defensive statistical categories. They ranked 123rd in total defense. They gave up 41 points a game last year. They were 120th in run defense. They gave up almost 250 yards to teams on the ground. Uh, They were decent in passing yards allowed, but I mean, you're able to run as well as teams were who needs to throw the ball. And they ranked 125th on third down defense, allowing teams to complete their third downs at 53%. If you're Brian Harson and you're Mike Bobo, how much passing are we expecting really in this game with knowing knowing how porous Akron can be along the defensive line given the personnel we have going into this game? Listen, I, I know everybody, it's 2021 and everybody wants to see people sling the ball up and down the field and they want to see these dynamic offenses putting up 60 points in the game and all that. I don't care how many points we score as long as we win choke the clock out and get the W and get the F off the field. That's all I really care about. Y'all can have all these passing records that you want to, and you can wish that Bo Nix breaks every record in the, the record. I don't care about none of that. W's is all I'm concerned about. For all I care, they can run the ball 60 times in the first half. W, get on the bus and go home. That's all I care about. B, talk to me, man. What 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 are your thoughts about how this offense will look on Saturday? We're going to run it consistently because it's not just the quarterbacks that need work. The offensive linemen need work. They need work in this blocking scheme. 
They they need reps for the basics of the offense. So everybody's going to get some work. And I don't think we're just going to see one quarterback. If, if we're up oh, yeah. tw- 28 nothing, No, for sure. You know I, I, mean? I don't think the plan is for us to see one. Right. I think we're going to see one like more than one quarterback early in this game. Yeah. I, I wouldn't that's be... not... That's not a slight against who's starting at quarterback. I just think the plan coming in is they're going to put more than one quarterback on the field and let them get work with the first-team offense against an inferior opponent. Exactly. Everybody's going to get work. This is an extended part of fall camp. This is another scrimmage. It's dressed, and its fans are there, but they're going to put guys in there so they can execute the offense. They're going to know that they can do whatever they want, and they're going to tell Bo Nix— this is your base call. Do what I said and expect him to audible to a better call. Everything that should be going on between the center and the quarterback and the wide receivers, wide receivers reading the defense saying, hey, I'm going to go in that spot. And the quarterback being able to know based on what he saw in the defense, I know where you're going and them not getting mixed up and result in a pick. That is what the coaches want to see. So we're going to see both quarterbacks do it. There is no chance that this game is competitive. If it is, then I might quit the war report because I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> if if this, if we're not up by four possessions at halftime, then I am sad and I won't be on the halftime show. I will. I'll just be crying. That'll be it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen you cry, B. That'll be. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen me cry either. <laughs> Talk to me, Mike G. What 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 are your thoughts on on the offense and how we'll look this upcoming Saturday, man? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to process all that, right? So here's the deal. I, I'm I'm looking for balance and some semblance of what we're going to be for the rest of the season. Um, you need to be able to move the ball through the air on Akron, right? So execution. I don't. You know, if they throw, you know, 15 times in this game, I expect you know 13 of the 15 to be well executed pass plays. Um, but if we have to run the ball out of necessity to win that's it might not matter against Akron but it's a good indication that that W's may be far and few between for the rest of the season because if you are one dimensional and you you're not figuring out whether you can pass a ball effectively through the air until Penn State we got no chance at Penn State right if you're just figuring that out going into SEC play I, I you know I just don't I think I think the teams in our conference are just too talented right so, like, you know, in, in my book, uh, I want to go out there. I want to see them pass the ball some. And now, you know, as far as a ratio is concerned, maybe like 35-65. Yeah, I'd be happy with a 35-65. I, I want us to look yeah. a lot like Texas A&M's offense last year. Yeah, throw when you have yeah. to yeah, and we, be, be competent in those times that you have to throw. But otherwise, right. run it down the throats. Well, yeah, I, I don't think we need to go out there and sling it around. But, you know, I want to see enough of the pass game to feel like, to get a feel for whether um, some chemistry has developed between the quarterback and the receivers. I think that the receivers have, a lot of these receivers have worked their ass off this this fall to go out there and make a difference. I don't want to go out there and watch them block in game one. I don't I don't think they want to go out there and just block. I think they want to go out no, there. No and try receiver to wants to just go out there and block. Right. Well, right. So, dude, I, I don't want to see a, 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 an offensive that's, that's 80% run i don't want to see us be that run heavy i just want to see some semblance of balance in this game right you can't do it against akron how are you going to do it against anybody else right i mean i, I think don't there's know. a Why difference between, that? 
I think there's what? a difference between ineptitude and a game plan that says we're going to run the ball a lot. Like you're right. you're 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 leaning towards we're not able to, so we don't. I'm saying I don't care whether we can or not. It doesn't prove anything that you can throw the ball against. After it proves something if you right. can't throw it against them, right. but it proves absolutely nothing to be able to throw the ball all over the field. Yeah, against I don't agree with that. I think I think for an offense one last year, time, Mississippi State. Wait, 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 wait. I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk. Yards. I'll let you talk. For an offense that that has been much maligned, and we have not been able to even trust that the quarter, the the, the wide receiver. We've been talking about routes. And them just run and go routes. I think that it does matter for them to go out there and do some of the stuff that they actually practiced to see if it works to apply. We're not it does different things. It That's does, my point. It does tell you something. something. You're different. saying it doesn't tell you anything. I'm telling you, it does tell you something. If you can go out there and do it against le- lesser competition, you should be yeah. able to do it at a high rate. If you, you try it, not, and you, and you're if arguing you try, a different thing than what I'm saying. You, no, no, you're arguing something I'm not even saying. I'm saying that you're saying that no. it doesn't matter. You're saying that it doesn't matter you, what okay, they can so do against Akron. That is that proves what you you're just not said? listening to what I'm saying. What did you you're, just that, say? That what did you just it, say? Okay, what I just said was it doesn't matter if you can sling it all over the field against Akron. So that's different than I. Let me repeat what I said so we can be on the same page again. Uh, number one, don't care how much we throw the ball. We should be able to, when we throw the ball, do it with some proficiency. That's all I said. Now, again, the argument that you're making is that I said that we can't be inept against. I actually said the exact opposite. We should not see ineptitude in the passing game against Akron. What I did say conversely is being able to throw the ball all over the field against Akron proves nothing. That doesn't prove that we can do it against better competition. The converse, conversely, though, if we can't do that against Akron, that is a bad sign. So again, you're arguing against something I never but how, said. Yeah, but how are we going to know that if they don't go out there and at least attempt it? Because I didn't you say because, don't because throw you, the ball at all uh, in the game. No, hold saying, on, guys. Hold on, guys. You're, no, hold you're, on, guys. Say, you're saying that you don't care how much we throw. How much? How much? Right. Yes. Well, th- well, you have to throw it a requisite amount for it to matter. What's the requisite amount for you? You have to throw it. You're saying it doesn't matter how much we throw it, and you don't care. I'm telling yes, you, I care how much. I, I care how much we throw it. Okay, if you so don't again, throw, what, you don't what's throw, the I already said 65, amount. 35. I already said 65, 35. And I agree with that when you said it. So why but are you arguing me like breath, I did? But you contradict yourself in the same breath. Not at all. You say you not don't care how much it matters. It, it does. Not at it all. Doesn't matter. Not at all. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's it not a matter. contradiction. That's just you wanting yeah. to say some stuff that I'm yeah, not Yeah, let me say. tell you something. Hey, Brian Harson. everything we do matters. Everything this team does matters. And so if they have to go out there our, and, and, and... You they, argue against yourself they, then. And if they go out there and they run a version of this offense that does not ex- display at least some kind of competency, right, with enough reps for, for them to be able to tell what they have, that matters. It matters to me. I, I I care that they throw it throw it at least the requisite amount, because the W that you get against Akron isn't really going to matter. It's going to give you some idea of what you have in the future. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I want to see what we got at quarterback. And I want to see what we have at quarterback. I want them to throw the ball enough for us to see what we got at quarterback. B. Will, you got something uh, before we do this drawing? Because clearly we got to talk about defense uh, after the fact. But we we yeah. spent we spent too much. Did you have something you want to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Mike is making a point that we need to see it, even if it's against lesser competition. I would say to Mike that we have lamented how we didn't get quality competition in practice 
before. But we know we're getting that now. And as much praise as he himself, Mike, has given the defense, I think they have somebody to go against in a much more controlled manner to see if the QBs have what they need. It doesn't need to be against Akron. They're going to play one of the best SEC defenses every week in practice, right? Wouldn't that be a great spot to test some of those passing concepts? Yeah, man, it's different. It's different when the lights are on. That's a non-point. It's different when the lights are oh, on. So now Saturday practice doesn't front, matter. In, in, you in you front told of me. I didn't say I didn't say it didn't matter. I said it's different when the lights are on in front of ninety thousand people. Sure, it is. It's, it's different when the lights are on in front of ninety thousand people in a fir- in, in a in a brand new system. In a brand new system. So you know, again, if if they're doing it, then what we should see is we should see them. Pass at a high rate during this, uh, at an effective rate during this game. Not that they were slinging it all over the field, but we should be able to execute our passing game at a high level against bad competition. I like I just, how you're saying the same thing I said, but I just, I just, I, I just want to really see enough of it. I just, good, I just want to see enough of it. So it does matter how much we do it. You can't go out there and throw 10 passes and then tell me that we that we learned something from it. I will say that I don't think they're going to ask those guys to throw 10 passes, especially if you're playing multiple quarterbacks. I do expect us to be throwing some. We yeah. will be we will be majority run, obviously, but I do expect to see those guys get opportunity to throw. Yeah, I just want to see balance. I just want to see balance in this game. So to me, it matters how much we run and how much we pass. So now you're contradicting the, your, your 65-35. What, what is, that's balanced? Yeah, I mean, I think for this offense, that's balanced. I don't want. I don't think we. I don't, nobody's under any delusion that it's going to be fifty-fifty out there, because they've I mean, already because they but, so. because they already said that. But it, it can't be completely out of whack. It can't be all run. I think thirty. I, I agree and 35, with you when you and, say and, thirty-five. And, why are you and, still and, trying and, to argue and something? In? And thirty-five percent is the minimum in my book. It's okay. the minimum in my book. All right, my all right, guys. I would love feel to like see fifty. I would love to see fifty fifty, and I would love to see fifty fifty. Oh, now oh, you see again. You're ding, ding, what you're ding. Saying, bro. ding, 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 ding. All to right, see I just want you to make a coherent point. <laughs> I love it when we're all here. It's twenty twenty one season, hey, baby. Let's go for football. It's Listen, football. if Akron and Auburn can make us do this, this y'all are in for a treat this year. Let me tell you this. War rapport, family. It's your boy Mike G. The 2021 season is here, and we're cooking up a bunch of amazing new content for our listeners. New segments, new giveaways, new interviews, and new game day experiences. But you have to be an insider to get in on the action. So head on over to YouTube and search for The War Report. When you see the channel, look for the join button. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss what we've got coming. So keep listening. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app and get your weight up by becoming an insider for the 2021 Auburn football season. Let's go, baby. Now let's get back to it. Let's talk about the defense. Um, we pretty much talked about some of the guys that we felt. I mean, we the no changes along the front for uh, no changes. Really, I don't see any changes in the uh, the linebacker or the second level. Of course, they have the star position where Wooten will play there. Uh, depending on what the offense is doing. Some of the surprises, of course, we've already talked about the nickel with Donovan Kaufman. Uh, Pritchett won the cornerback position opposite of McCreary. Uh, By Darius Knighton won the boundary safety position. Of course, we know Smoke Monday is a fixture along with McCreary at their respective positions. 
Uh, any insight, thoughts? Talk to me, B. Will. Any thoughts about this outside of what we've discussed previously? Nah, just Drake, 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 Sean Miller. I mean, that that's just that still baffles me. I'm not surprised by really anything else. We heard good things about Kaufman, so knowing that he came in, he was Mason's guy. He he worked his tail off, according to all reports. So that's not a surprise. You know, McLean, Papo, that's not a surprise. Wooten, it's not a surprise. I mean, no, nobody else is a surprise. But yeah, Drayshawn Miller, man, he was like, yeah, I'm coming here for one year, then I'm out of here. The third string cornerback, bro. Oh, oh, like that's I. Just, I want to know what happened. I want to know if he got here too late. He just didn't adjust. Maybe he didn't get into the strength and conditioning program and didn't hit his metrics right there. And maybe it was a, it was a work ethic issue. I mean, that happens sometimes. Somebody comes somewhere, they, they think a lot of themselves, and they, they get broken down by wherever they're at. Like, hey, you got to gotta work. And, um, I mean, that is also the reason we lost some people this offseason, because they didn't like where they stood. So, I don't know if that's it. I hope we don't lose him, because I, would, I like the depth we have back there. But um, that that's the only thing that sticks out at me. Um, this looks great, man. I mean, we we've heard so much about these guys this off season, spring camp, fall camp. I, I cannot wait to see this unit not just get used, but when they start tinkering, when they throw stuff at at teams who we think are all high octane, and we hold them to some ungodly low point total. Can't wait for Ole Miss. Can't wait for Bell. George ain't can't really score no points. I don't care about that. But yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this. Mike, you talk to me, man. Your thoughts about this defense? Yeah, listen, you guys already know how I feel about this defense. Uh, I think that they are going to go down as one of the greatest defenses we've ever watched at Auburn. Um, I think that Drayshawn Miller not winning a starting job underscores what kind of competition was happening in camp. Um, you know, Derek Mason, I'm excited about the scheme that he's bringing. We got two of the best tacklers in the country at the second level, McLean and Papo. Up front is where everyone has questions. Uh, we have not been able to generate a pass rush since Marlon Davidson and uh, Derek Brown left. And now we have, we picked up Big Tony Fair. I'd argue that that was the most important pickup for us in the portal this offseason. Uh, to come in there, bring some experience, a big body to just plug up the middle. He was part of the seventh best third down defense in the country last year at UAB. So, you know, he, he played a, a, a big role in that at nose. I'm looking forward to uh, watching uh, Tony Fair do work up there and, and then seeing if we can get some rush off the edge here. So uh, there um, I'm a little surprised that uh, who was the, who was the kid uh, that we picked up from Tennessee, the freshman no, um, uh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, no, Brooks. Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. yeah, Dylan. I think that I thought, you know, I was excited about that pickup. You know, you've got a five-star linebacker that's coming over and he didn't crack this lineup, uh, which is actually encouraging that we've got enough talent here that a guy like that is going to sit his first year, have some time to develop. Uh, but I think it speaks a lot to the talent. Now, I, I predicted a shutout for this game because I think once you get to the two deep, there's still a ton of talent on this defense. I don't see any holes. I really don't. I think that they're going to play well on Saturday. They're going to give us a chance to win. The only way they give up points is if we turn the ball over in our own territory. That's it. Right. These guys are going to be good. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch this year, especially if we can generate a pass rush. If Hall, Harris, Tony Fair wouldn't. 
the geese, you know, coming in to back up fair Moultrie, if those guys can uh, uh, just get in there and cause some havoc in the backfield, pick six city, man, they're going to have lots of fun at linebacker and in the secondary. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching these guys have a ton of fun this year playing football and just playing it fast. It's going to be, it's going to be a great year for them on that side of the ball. I talk to me, man. Uh, what are your thoughts about what are your thoughts with about this 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 depth chart on the defensive side? Uh, I mean, there's not a ton of surprises considering we you know seen some of this stuff already. Y'all can hear my son is actually having a good time in the background. So, <laughs> um, but, I mean, what what I think is going to be interesting to see is just how we rotate along the defensive line. Um, I'm very interested to see how that's going to be, and then how we ro- rotate in defensive backfield. Like, what kind of things are we going to do to mix it up? Um, you know, we've heard the mad scientist stories coming out of camp about how they're just really interested in doing some different things defensively. I wonder how much of that stuff we show game one. I don't know that we do show a bunch of it because I don't think we should have to. Um, but I do think it's going to be interesting just to see specifically that rotation of how players are brought in and out in different packages. So um happy for uh, our guy Pagis getting uh, that too deep spot at the nose. So yeah. uh, hopefully he goes out there and does work. Definitely looking forward to that. That's encouraging. I was a little surprised at it, uh, but I know I was hearing good things about Dre Butler, but Hey, sh- I'm, we're just more, more bodies, more guys that can play. So I'm excited about that. What, what are our thoughts about as we get into week one, how, how do we feel about this defense and, and, and what we're going to, actually see out of these guys we've been hearing good things they've been winning of course their fair share of battles more than their fair share of battles in the scrimmages but what what do we expect to see from each individual level I mean are we are we expecting to see the quarterback running from his for his life because we actually have semblance of a pass rush are we expecting our our corners and safeties to be ball hawks what what do you anticipate happening this upcoming Saturday against Akron. Talk to me. Talk to me, Ike. I want to see their quarterback running from it for his life as often as possible. I, I want to see a pass rush return to Auburn, and I want to see it without having to blitz a ton. You know, listen, just go up there and beat the guy in front of you and and make them regret that they made the trip. And yeah. then, then a, a bunch of stuff getting thrown up for grabs for some ball hawks on the back end because he's making poor decisions. I want to see that a lot. If they if they could turn the ball over multiple times, I would be very happy with what, what happens yeah. um, from this defensive output. B? Yeah, same. I, I want to see the quarterback with the jitters. I want him to drop back and make some ridiculous-looking run away and throw it over my shoulder pass. Because I want him to look as worried as DeAndre Francois was his last year at Florida State. I want him scared like that. That man had reason to be scared. He should sue Florida State for what he went through for two years behind that line. But that's what I want to see because that's what we were missing. We couldn't get a pass rush for anything. We're sending linebackers and safeties and compromising our pass defense because we medium Cat Bryant wasn't doing much for us. And um, we, we just... Nothing, man. Nothing. And you know what? But some of that is scheme as well because Steel was just determined. We're going to go man. So if we're going to go man and we're going to get pressure when we don't have defensive ends doing it, then we're just going to be compromised. we got to hope we get there. And in years where we didn't have Derrick Brown and Marlon Davidson playing otherworldly, they did burn. That burned us in 2018. 
It burned us in 2020. So hopefully we have solved that problem. We know personnel-wise we've gotten better. Leota was the best uh, pass rusher that Northwestern had. And we just got him. We got the best pass rusher off of a defense that handled us soundly. He beat us and then jumped on our bus. Was like, yeah, I'll go help y'all out. Great. <laughs> he's not even the and he's not even the best rusher we got. He's not even first team. The first guy out there is gonna be Hall, who have been getting better year a couple years in the row. And I want to see that. I expect that. I think Mike is right that we have a really good chance at a shutout for this. I am not absolutely convinced because I think we have the potential to turn the ball over with some miscues as we kind of still run training camp with this first game. But yeah, we, this shouldn't be a game we should dominate. And I expect to see that. Mike. Um, I think that uh, the pass rush is going to be the difference between whether this team, this defense is above average or just great. Being able to generate a pass rush is going to create a lot of opportunities for us defensively. I think that, uh, from an overall game standpoint, when we get into tighter games, it's going to matter. Uh, some of our best offense is going to be our defense, right? Our defense flipping, you know, uh, field position. Our defense is scoring from time to time. You know, those opportunities that they're going to get during fall camp, we heard about some pick sixes, right? Uh, game-changing plays in the SEC. When you're going up against top 25 opponents, literally what should be every other week. Uh, so in this one, I think that, you know, good teams, good teams dominate weak competition and you leave no doubt. The halftime speech for Akron should be, well, guys, we got 30 more minutes to go out there and get some stuff on tape to talk about Monday at practice. Right. It should be a real hard deflating halftime speech. The game should be over at halftime. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Our defense should make sure that this game is over at halftime. And if they are actually going to score a point, it damn well not better. Better not be on our first team D. I want to see these guys go out there and take some pride in their work. You know, and I want to see them respect the hard work that they put in all offseason. Work hard work. That's all we heard. Right. So some of these guys, they sweat, they bled, they left it all on the field in the spring and the summer, and in the weight room for a first-year head coach that came and asked them to trust him and give him everything they had. Now it's week one. Pay it off, man. Go out there, and it shouldn't matter whether Akron scores a point. This is one of the worst teams in the FBS. Take it personally. Crush these guys. Crush their will in the first half. They should not, I mean, they should, they should not want to come out of the tunnel in the second half. That's how this defense needs to beat up Akron on Saturday. Right? And if they give up one point, you take one to the house just to spike them for kicking a field goal. I want them to go out there and I just want to feel like the players believe again. We talked to Alan Green. He said one of the reasons that they made a change is because there wasn't the hope around the program. And this defense has a chance to give us, even us as fans, some hope. I had, I had not a lot of hope last year watching Auburn football. All my hope was gone by the first quarter of most of those games. Because even if we were in it, it was just the same old, same old. Going into this Iron Bowl last year, we all sat here and nobody with any good faith could pick Auburn 
despite it being the Iron Bowl. Now, I don't want to hear all that throughout the records crap. We didn't have a chance in that game. There should not be a single game that this team plays this year where we are not a threat to beat the team on the other side of the ball. If not, just on sheer effort and determination. Nobody should be sleepwalking on Auburn this year. Brian Harson has to bring pride back to the locker room. So he started in the weight room trying to get these guys to develop some kind of work ethic again because that was clearly missing. He repeated it many times in a lot of different press conferences. Now the pride's got to be back. Take pride in all the hard work that you put in all offseason and go out there and whoop their ass and go celebrate. No chance. Auburn by 40. No points for Akron. Zero. Shut out. <laughs> yeah. What he said. <laughs> so do we want to do the predictions now since Mike is gone? Uh, <laughs> All right, I yeah. can, I've, I can I've, be. I've predicted Why that not? one since Why not? weeks ago. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the outcome of this game, B? What's the score? I'm going to say... We get some short fields. Defense gets at least one score. Get some good reps with at least two quarterbacks. And we score 45 points to Akron's three. 45-3. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was going 48-3. Like, I, if they score a point, it better, not, it better only be if I don't want to see them even I, – I, the only reason an Akron player should be in an Auburn end zone is returning a kickoff and playing defense. That's it. Maybe you can run your route that deep if you want to run it from the 20-yard line all the way to the other end zone. I will be very disappointed if they even cross our 50-yard line. I don't even want to see it, bro. Akron is, they're bad. They're just not a good team. So there's yeah. no reason they should even look competent against any string of Auburn. First, second, third, does not matter. Should not look competent. If they score anything, it better be a long-distance field goal. That's it. Is it a shutout? I gave them three points. I didn't say shutout. I, I gave them give, a field goal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, got four, I got 42 to three. 42 to three for me. I'm giving them a field goal as well. Um, and it'll come late in the second half. Uh, once once our once our, our main contributors on defense are resting. So... Yeah, I see 37-0. So we got we got some people who are believers that it's gonna be a shutout. Well, I see a 42-6, 56-0, mm. 48-0. Someone has a pick six to make it 52-0. Yeah, they should have a lot of short short fields to work with offensively. That's right. how much I expect our defense to dominate this yeah. game. Right? They should be practicing their red zone offense for most of the game. Grant Loy is going to throw a touchdown in this game. Grant Loy. Grant Loy is going to throw a touchdown. That's how bad Akron is. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with it. Grant Loy. So he was at Bowling Green. So that means he's been haunting Akron. 63-0. For years now. 31-10. He will continue. Brian works 10 points. Man, I'll be so disappointed if they score a touchdown. I'll be sad. Man, I, I just want to see the TV you break. If they score 10 points. <laughs> yeah, man. There's going to be a lot of things to get broken if they score 10 points. I just, I don't know. And, and, and to be clear, to be clear, if one of our quarterbacks goes out, 
and throws a pick six. To, in my book, that's still a shutout for the defense. The defense yeah, the has defense to allow the score. About that. Right. The yeah. defense has to allow the score. Right. So I don't know how what, they what officially if, what record if it's that an in the record interception and and it's like it, you know comes back first to the and goal. Or, yeah. Right. Defense still doesn't let them in the end zone. Yeah, I just I it's got to be they drove the ball down the field on our defense and kicked a field goal or scored a touchdown. None of this turnover. They got it. They we gifted them yardage crap. Um, and I, you know, it's funny was, I don't know how that works in terms of, um, how they score on the stat, on the stat sheet, right? Like, you know, in terms of the defense's points allowed, if the score is 28 to seven and their only points allowed were a pick six. It's not on the, the defense then. That's no, it, yeah, I, I hope they don't the, score yeah. that against the defense. Right. No, so, you know, in terms of points allowed, it should be zero. Right. right. Yeah. So um, and to clarify my shutout deal, it's a defensive shutout. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So, yeah. And I think that's fair because I have no control over what is going to happen on the offensive side. Zero. Neither does the defense. Now, I, I meant to look this up, but I'm pretty sure some of some of our, our smart uh, people in the in the comment section. When was the last time Auburn had a shutout? What was the last game Auburn pitched a shutout? It wasn't mm, the Gus Malzahn era. Where, where's Walt? Walt's our uh, our resident historian. Walt and Wesley usually had a fact. Yeah, they're that. usually good for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gus I played week yeah, team yeah, very this, weekly. I'll tell you. So we we usually didn't shut out anybody for the last eight. I can't think of a yeah. time. Yeah, there were no shutouts in 2020. That's for sure. Nah. No. Oh. Uh, there were no shutouts. Yeah, I, I can't even remember the last time we had it. I, it yeah, definitely. I, if it was in the Gus Malzahn era, then like, was that did they score in that Arkansas game? Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't in twenty nine. It wasn't in twenty nineteen. Somebody either. Blake we, uh, Blake Robinson said Alabama State in twenty fifteen. Wow. Mm, okay. I think he's oh, somebody right. said no, no, no. Liberty against Samford. Liberty Flames. The Liberty Flames in twenty eighteen. 53 to 0. We so played Samford the was not a Flames? 2019 wasn't a, a shutout against Samford because a couple of people said that in the comments. Uh, let me see here. 2019. Uh, 2019 Samford. Yeah. Tw- yeah. 52 to 0. That was there we a go. shutout. Okay. So we did have one. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I stand so, corrected. So it's been two years since we pitched a shutout. And that was a Gus um, Malzahn team. So yeah. Yeah. That defense, but that defense was, again, was championship level. Yeah. yeah, and that's what championship level teams should do to inferior opponents. That's all I'm saying, right? And I consider Akron to be that level of inferior. They're worse. So I, yeah, so I, <laughs> so I expect our defense to go out and put up a goose egg. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with this man before we get out of here, because some of y'all have been mentioning it. I was going to stay away, but it's tomorrow. Who you got tomorrow, guys? Oh man. <laughs> I wanna I wanna oh. bury the Gus Malzahn era because that will be his first time coaching at a new school. We know he's not our coach anymore. I am thrilled about that. And uh I wanna be spiteful, man. I just wanna pick against him. You know, good luck with that 210-pound offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? That's what you wanted to do. That's why we was getting whooped up front for the last four years. But Honestly, if Gus can do anything, isn't it a first-year showing? Isn't that his thing? Arkansas State, 
Hell, Arkansas when he was the OC for uh, McFadden and company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he That's arguably the has has the second best returning QB in the country in Dylan Gabriel. So he's got the talent. Uh, yeah. So ah man, yeah. Boys has got a better defense. Boys has got a better defense. Shoot. All right, let's. I'm gonna give Gus the victory, man. UCF will win that game. Reluctantly, I like he's still thinking. Mike, what you got? Um, so B raises an interesting point, right? We did a for the record on this. Boise State had the second best third down defense in the country last year. So I'm not I, I'm not proclaiming to know how their numbers in terms of turnover, um, but I have to believe that there's still some talent there defensively. Um, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me. Uh, but uh, out of pure spite, I'm going to go with Boise State. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go with Boise State. I, I think I think this is prime. This is different, man. Gus's stuff is on tape. And, yeah. I, I, and you know, if he goes and he tries to do the same thing, I, I don't think that Boise is one of those super inferior teams you could just go out and do whatever you want against. I think you need to bring at least a decent game plan and you need to have better athletes or they could beat you. And so uh, the quarterback that, um, that Harson left there is, is not bad. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. not bad. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm, that was I'm the same guy who beat, that was the same guy who was playing in an FSU game a few years back. Yeah. Uh, Brock, Bach, Bach, Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm going to go with Boise in this one, but I definitely going to watch what, what, where is that game being played? ESPN. It's in Orlando. Oh, yeah, you no, I mean, mean oh, what channel? Yeah, it's on the ESPN. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm going to watch. So, because it's a home game for UCF, what's what's the spread on this game? It is currently UCF by five. Okay. That's that's about where I would expect that spread to sit. The only reason I'm going to pick this is because UCF is at home. If this had been a neutral site or an away game, there's no chance I would pick UCF in this game. Um, but I am going to pick UCF, but I am super not confident in that. I think that when the athletes are comparable, then it's about coaching. Mm-hmm. And I just don't trust the coach at UCF enough to like be confident in a pick for them. But uh, because it's at home, I'm going to stick with UCF winning that game. Malzahn has proved that he can win at home. Some of his biggest wins have been at home. Yeah, so, it's a new home. This is a new home, though. And like, with a really good quarterback, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's I'm true. A, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go UCF begrudgingly, but it'll it feels good to to watch a Gus Malzahn coach team and have no anxiety about the outcome. <laughs> <Exactly. of the laughs> oh my goodness! I, I, I am. That's what I'm looking forward to is to watch you be like, God, that was a bad call, and yeah. not be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that to me, that's a win for all Auburn fans. I think we win because of that. So I, 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 but let me say this: I would not be shocked if Boise State wins this game, just not because again, like Boise's I not be some some scrub school, right? Like this isn't like they're going out and playing some some little whatever. Like they're actually playing a team with talent. Um, they haven't had a ton of time to put Gus Malzahn's system in place. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what UCF has defensively. Like, can they stop anybody? Like, that's a whole other question, right? So, like. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Boise wins this game just because I think from a talent standpoint, they can match up with them. Yeah. And and Gus is the guy calling the plays, man. Like And Boise's and Big new Cat coach. went down there and he's about to start. 
So they can't be that talented along the defensive line. Yeah. Boise's <laughs> new coach is Oregon's defensive coordinator, but he was at Boise previously. So he knows right. those guys. He knows their system. And yeah. he's a Andy Avalos guy. is 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 the guy up yeah. there now. He's no scrub. He was at Oregon doing his thing. I just I like I don't know, man. Like I'm not gonna be shocked to see him win. Literally, the only reason I'm picking them is because it's at home and because they have a dope quarterback. Yeah. Outside of that, because again, we we know what Gus can do with a dynamic quarterback that can yeah. run as well. Right. We know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. think their receivers are gonna be like, Coach? Why are we running all these go routes? This year, like, yes, <laughs> yes. No, like they, we, no, 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 no. They're not. We, gonna, used, we used to cut across might, the field every once in a while. Mike, they're not going to know that till they get in the game, <laughs> right? Because at practice? practice they ran a bunch of different routes in the yeah, game, right? It's going to hit. It's going to hit them in the middle of the game. Like you notice, we've been running. Yeah, 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 we've been running twenty five <laughs> yards straight for, for the last ten plays. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really interested to see what that is. That uh, why we 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 went and got so many track players to come play football because they just needed somebody who was good straight at line running speed. straight line yeah. speed. That's what it was. Like he didn't. If they had to be able to stop, <laughs> it wouldn't have mm-hmm. been uh, beneficial to him at all. Oh man. Well, listen. I'm looking forward to that. Someone asked, "Will any one of us be at the game?" I will actually uh, be at the game, but. I'm, I believe I have to be what with the we were with the yeah. press, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I won't box. I won't be able to get see the people in the seats we got. I won't be able to see you guys, but I will be down there observing uh, firsthand of the game. So you have these three guys doing uh, the, the 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 day game stuff. So they'll be animated. They'll be having fun. So listen, guys, that's this is it. You know what to do. Share this video on your social medias using hashtag get your weight up. Please like this video if you haven't already. Please subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. And also, you can find us out on social media on Twitter and IG at The War Report. We are TW Report on TikTok. Next time you see us, it's going to be game day, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. But until then, War Eagle. War Eagle.